Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 117 of the Holding Court Podcast. Today, we'll dive into where I've been the last two weeks. Hint, hint, someone in the family was under the weather. We'll talk about All-Star Break, which now feels like a year ago. And of course, we're going to talk about the trade deadline and everything that comes with that. All coming up right now on Holding Court. Boom. Hello. Oh, I don't know what happened there. Hello. <laughs> I think my well, voice cracked. I went through puberty. A little rusty there. <laughs> it's been a while, in the words of Stained. Is that a Stained song? Been a while. Yeah. Okay, Since good. Since I could. Yeah. It's been a minute. I was just looking at my items behind me. I need to style this. I need to add some items, maybe some humble brags, maybe some marathon medals. I agree. I should put your Clemente award up there. Maybe. Um, no, that can be in the background of yours. It's in LA. I think (laughs) (laughs) not. I think we know, uh, I need to put like a precious moments or something back there, like a little trinket, just something to, or maybe I change it depending on the episode, the season. It can be like my front porch goose oh which you still you it needs costumes it's here it made the trip to boston it needs to be filled with sand first yeah so you can actually put it out uh-huh and then yes you need to start i gotta get it going baby. i don't really we're in that weird no holiday period of the year right are you yawning no i i was wiping my nose oh. um <laughs> how like, how is it a minute in how is anyone in the neighborhood going to know what holiday we're coming up on if you don't put the goose out there? Yeah, what is coming up? We're in that lull. Maybe it just needs a summer outfit or a yeah. little Red Sox jersey or something. I think it needs like a bucket hat and oh, some yeah. sunglasses uh-huh. and maybe like a little like... Little sunscreen on the bandana beak? Bandana or something. Yeah. Okay. I will definitely look at that. Ooh. There's a lot of them online. There's like bingo outfits and different things. I don't know if it's bingo season. Bingo's year round. I don't know if it's like... <laughs> it's always bingo Bingo season. season. Depends who you ask, but yeah. Well, it's been a minute. It's been a couple weeks and it's been pretty, not wild. It's been a lot in the house. Our little dog, Moonshine, which I'm sure you know about, uh, got pretty sick, which was scary. We were in, so this was after All-Star break. We were in Chicago for the series and we were there for... A couple days, and I think it was the Sunday game, our amazing dog sitters let us know that she just kind of wasn't right, was having some diarrhea issues, and we're like, okay, let's see how it is, give it a day. They were like, she's fine, don't stress about it, but of course, telling me to not stress is a tall task, because I stress about everything. (laughs) I really- Literally everything. To be in your body- in your head for just 24 hours would be so magnificent because you definitely don't, at least you don't show it like I do when I get stressed. But so it was kind of another day and I was back with my family in Indiana and then I got a call at four in the morning, which I don't even know why I jumped up because my phone is always normally on silent when I'm sleeping. And for whatever reason, I woke up and watched my phone start to ring and it was our dogs that are And she was just like, it's pretty bad. And my heart dropped because I didn't know what she was talking about, but she had sent a video and it was a full just crime scene in the bedroom. She had a ton of accidents and was just, she was acting normal-ish, as normal as you can be for the entire contents of your (laughs) bowels to be emptied on a floor. But um, that's of course, an under, I, that's an understatement. Yeah, too. I mean, like, and she's like seven and a half pounds, and I, I don't even know. I don't know where it came from. I don't no know idea. what it was, but so I was set to come home actually later that day, but I changed my flight and decided to come back home early and get her to the vet, make sure you know, get her checked for parasites and all of that stuff. She has every possible preventative thing because the New England states have a lot of little critters and all these things. So you get them vaccinated for Lyme and all these things. And we just didn't really know what was going on. And then I I thought maybe it was stress because we were gone for all-star break and then went back to, you guys went, where did you guys go? We went to Chicago to San Francisco or to Oakland. That's right. Okay. So, and I stayed back. Right. So, okay. So 
it was kind of a minute that we were gone and it was weird because we came home from all-star break and then left again. So I thought, okay, maybe it's just, she's kind of freaking out that we're not there, but went back home, took her to the vet. Of course, I feel like everyone that has a dog knows this. When you bring them to the vet, it's almost like when you bring a used car or like a car that has an issue into the mechanic and you're trying to tell them, I swear this car was just making this like rat tat tat clunk 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 and it's not she was the star of the show like prancing around sitting wanting treats acting totally normal where the vet probably thought this woman's bored and was lonely and just wanted to pay a bunch of money to come and hang out at the vet office because (laughs) she was acting perfectly fine but got her antibiotics probiotic did a brought a nice little well I don't even know how it collected what was in there because it was not very solid (laughs) TMI but brought in the sample to get tested and went back home and her appetite was great, which was the one thing that stayed constant pretty much the whole time, which I was thankful for. She was eating and drinking water, wanting to go on walks, all that sort of thing, which is obviously not right. And then test came back negative for parasites or anything, which is just a whole, okay, so what happened? And obviously our dog sitter, shout out to Bryn, because I know she listens to the podcast and her dad, (laughs) Um, they watch her like, like the dogs are their own. So it's like, there's nothing and there's really nothing she can get into. And she's not, I mean, Rigby will eat a freaking shoe in its entirety. Like he will, (laughs) but she doesn't really get into anything. So I don't know if maybe it was just her, she had a bad treat or something or or what it was. It was just that whole mystery. It's like, how do you fix what you don't know what happened? you just have to let it? And they're just like, Oh, just let it run its course. And I've kind of learned that that's, think the things that you would be very jarred by and shocked by that are happening with your dog vets have seen it all so I'm like okay there's a chat feature with our vet here in Boston and which is a big mistake for them because I'm a freak and I've already (laughs) utilized this I've only been a member of this vet for a month and I've already utilized this feature more than I used AIM back in the day but sending photos I mean I have more photos of this girl's shit for the last three weeks than I have of anything else on my phone. It is obscene how obsessive I was tracking it, but I cared and I was worried and I wanted them to be able to see it. And I would send these photos that I was thinking this is out of a horror movie. And they're like, that's fine. You know, I don't love it, but it's not bad. And we're just thinking. That's not, how is that not bad? Same, like, (laughs) I mean, full disclosure, bleeding and just water like it was just not it was bad and especially with how tiny she is and you start worried about dehydration and those sort of things coming into play so I was just okay you're telling me it's fine so you kind of take that like okay they would be telling me especially if you want to argue oh they want to make more money and have you come in and da 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 like they would just tell you to come in so you're thinking it's not to their benefit to say this is okay this is normal stay the course do the bland diet, do the chicken, do the rice, do the pumpkin, the whole thing, and just keep going. It's just, it was just crazy. It was, it was crazy. It was exhausting. And I felt so bad. And then you're on the road. So it's just, I'm sitting here going crazy. Just, I mean, I looked at this dog's butthole waiting for her to poop more than honestly, like a Playboy Photoshop editor, like looks at a, like a nude photo. Like it is like it, the focus was just on watching and seeing. <laughs> an example. Like, I mean, you know, like I've no, I'm trying to think of like someone that would stare at a butthole for a long period of time. Oh, okay. And I'm assuming Got it's it. someone that like maybe photoshops like nude photos of people. I don't All know right. who else looks at buttholes. Okay. I got it. Who looks at buttholes? Do you have a better example? Um, no. <laughs> a pervert? <laughs> I don't And just, I don't know, I'm sure you got tired of like my photo updates of every step of the way, but I really, it was not, it was not a good place. And those of you that know us know we lost our last dog. Um, She was killed by another dog in front of us. And I think that definitely not to like go like run past that, but I think that definitely makes me think that something could change very quickly and be really bad in an instant. And I think I definitely hold on to that. And I think that definitely leads to 
me having more anxiety and worrying of like worst case scenario instead of being like the vet of, oh, this is fine. Like it's going to progress. Like just relax, keep staying the course. I just think something's going to drastically change and get worse very quickly. Yeah. You're also like Google everything, bad. which is the worst thing you can do. You're either pregnant or you have cancer if you go on Google and <laughs> this it's the same for looking up dog stuff. Everything is not good and terminal and this will be a lifelong issue and da 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 da. So it's not, don't Google, don't Google. It's not good. Yes. I wish you would listen to your own advice because not <laughs> only was I worried about Mooney who was sick and going through all this stuff, but then I was on the road and I'm worried about you cause you're not sleeping and you're like freaking out every time she moves or every time she stands up and Oh my gosh. I'm just like, oh my God, like what is happening? Like you were a mess. She's a mess. I'm on the road. I'm like, <laughs> stop. Like you're fine. You're fine. And you're like, how are you so calm? You don't even care. And I'm like, no, I, I, I never said care. you didn't care. I never said you didn't care. Whatever. I never said <laughs> you didn't care. I said, I wish I could be as right, right. confident that she's going to get better as you are. And I wish I could be as let it because you were just saying well the vet just trust the vet and what they're saying is she's going to get better she's going to get better and I don't think that way I don't know why I want other people to think that way in their situations I want to bring positivity to other people but for whatever reason when it comes to my scenario or my situations it's hard for me to see the way out of it I don't know it's I think I just feel like if you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing and you're obviously caring for her and paying attention to everything she's doing, like you're doing everything that you can do. So like the sitting there and worrying every second in between is not good for you. Obviously I know you care about Mooney and I know you want her to feel better and I feel the same way, but it, is not good at all for you to be that stressed out and that anxious for 10 straight days, literally without sleeping, without like, I wasn't eating. Nap, it was not without good. eating. Like this is how, you know, I was in bad shape. So my comfort, you all know is fast food. And normally it's my reward. I think growing up, food and things like that were always rewards. You win a game in T-ball, you go to Dairy Queen kind of thing. You do book it, you get a free pizza, pizza hut kind of thing. So in college, if I would finish a big paper, I would go to McDonald's, I would do whatever. So I thought, okay, I want that same comfort of McDonald's. So I order it, Postmate it, because I don't leave the house, of course. And I get a 10-piece McNug, the grimmest meal of the summer, if you will. And <laughs> I get through four McNugs. I have never left a nugget on the table. And that's being honest. I've never left a nugget on the table. I've never seen you leave one. You're four. And that was difficult. It took me probably an hour to get through them. I could not eat. It was not good. It was it was not good. And Moon was eating. She was scarfing. So I'm thinking, right. oh, we can eat in solidarity and get through this together. Literally, literally everything was normal with her except she had a hard time going to the bathroom like it was like once well once we got into it it was like once every 24 hours and it was just yeah. not just the waiting game of yeah. what's gonna happen next and then she would start circling and circling i'm just waiting what's gonna happen but i don't know she, she's doing better she's doing better yeah. not to leave you all hanging it's been five days now it was two straight weeks which is really wild to think about and really scary because obviously that's really, really long time. If you think about a person, if they were going through that, it would, you would probably be in the hospital, but um, she's doing better. It's been, I'd say five days now of it, everything being pretty solid, pun intended. You're back in town now for a really long homestand, which is great because of her being anxious, was contributing it to it. She definitely likes you a lot more than me. I honestly, we get home and I'm open arms, come here, baby. And she will just run right through my legs and go to you. So I know my place, but now that dad's home, hopefully everything is all good. And yeah, it was just scary. And they can't freaking talk. 
I just I want one sentence. Give me like one sentence a month from them and it would be ideal. Just tell me what's going on. And she could be like, oh, I ate this leaf in the backyard and my stomach hurts now. Right. Great. Let me dig that plant out and let me get you better. But no clue. Just a mystery. She's a medical mystery. Yeah. Honestly, I wasn't worried about her because I knew she was in <laughs> good hands and you were like taking care of it. Like 100 and like beyond 50,000 percent. Not helping. I was just more worried about you. Yeah. It was not good. So. Not good. It was. Yeah. But <laughs> onward and upward. Little Moon is doing better. Anyone I told was very diligent about checking in on her, which was very sweet. Yeah. We had like Moon Poo Watch 2023. <laughs> be like, how is it today? I'm like, okay, let me send you a photo. Are you eating? Okay, great. Yeah. A lot of the guys knew. They, they were like, oh, it was court on this trip. And I was like, no, our dog's been not feeling good. And so they were like, oh, no. Like, hope she feels better. I know. But. Little Moo. But, um, yeah, it was good. Well, it all kind of kicked off with All-Star Break. So we'll rewind the clock a little bit and go back to that. Pre-moo. Pre-moo poo. Pre-moo <laughs> poo watch 2023. We knew we wanted to stay local. I think being in Boston this year has opened up a whole world of possibilities, like I've talked about, of places to go in the area and so many close day trips. I think we initially thought about doing Cape Cod. Yep. But obviously you've played in the Cape League. You've been there. I've been there before. And... I'm chasing 50 states, baby. So we decided to go to Rhode Island. We found, I think, honestly, it was one of those website searches of 20 day trips from Boston that kind of popped up and yeah, going like through. Top like, 20 day trips or something. Yeah, <laughs> and Watch Hill came up and it was just kind of everything you look for. I tend to look for little towns that just look relaxing and look like they could be the setting of a Lifetime movie, which I think this one would be fit perfectly in and what are you crunching over there oh my pocket sorry do you have a you have a receipt you have to make a return in the middle of the episode i think it's a a dollar bill in my pocket (laughs) (laughs) i was hoping it was a candy bar or something were you just gonna munch a bar mid episode (laughs) (laughs) just gonna go for it when you're hungry you're hungry can you you pull it out i want to see what's in your pocket it's a bill a dollar bill? Who is? It's a twenty. Uh, okay. See, <laughs> twenty bucks. <laughs> We're gonna move on. <laughs> I don't know why it's in my pocket, but. But why were you reaching for it? I didn't know it was in my pocket. I oh. heard it crinkle, and I was like, "What is that?" Okay. All right. Are we done? I'm like a teacher. We're like, can we move on now? Yeah. <laughs> I make you present in front of the class what your note said. We're talking um, about Watch Hill. We're point, going to Watch okay? Hill. Okay. All right. So looked up Watch Hill and basically I think our requirements were food, oysters, and a place we could get a massage and go in the water, yeah. which I think is every... And maybe golf. Ooh, golf was also big. That yeah. was also big. And so we looked it up and there's really... Would you just say there's honestly those two hotels in Watch Hill? There's the main, it's Ocean House. Well, it's one hotel. They're just... And then they have a sister, sister properties, yeah. property. And we look at the one hotel, and I think there was only one room left, and it was one <laughs> of those, like, three-bedroom something. I think it was, what was it, like 18000 a night or something? 14000 a night? It was like a... Th- it was like a monster three-bedroom suite, and you had, like, access to a yacht every day. You and better. there was, like, a piano in the room, and... There was all this stuff included, but it was eighteen thousand dollars a night. Eighteen we thousand like, a night okay. plus tax and resort fees. You can have a baby grand in your room, right? Uh, no, I'm not Jeff <laughs> Bezos. <laughs> Even though you have a twenty dollars just sitting in your pocket, yeah, we're not doing the fourteen thousand dollars. I would have needed a few more of those. So me being the little savvy deal seeker, I found the sister property, the Watch. It was Watch Hill Inn, right? Watch Hill Inn honestly a block away and access so if you book a massage you're doing the spa at the baby grand piano hotel <laughs> you want to go to the beach you have private beach access at that resort you want to eat at the restaurants they're all at that resort so basically all we did was sleep at the less expensive sister property but enjoyed the plush amenities 
of the ocean house. It was actually closer to the harbor. Yeah, which was cool because we would further from the beach, but closer to the harbor. Yeah, but honestly, for just being there for the two three days, we had everything we needed, and then we went out on. So we got there the first day. Did we golf the very first day? No. We drove in. It's very quick. It was what ninety minute drive. Yeah. Super nice. Super easy. Um. Yeah, we did a little boat tour one night around, um, what was the, the dandy? So we did the spa first and then the boat tour right after. That's right. So get there, get relaxed. Um, massage was great and honestly really good massage. Yeah, it was good. Much needed. And then walked honestly across the street because we were by the Harbor and they have the boat, the dandy, which wasn't supposed to be operating, but our captain shout out to him took us on a nice little sunset cruise, which was beautiful. Honestly, perfect. I shared some photos and Justin shared a nice little video on the dandy. Double shout out to him because someone also forgot their sunglasses on the dandy and Captain actually had an extra pair. So yep, double shout out. Someone (laughs) is me. I, and then I was doing that thing where I was saying, I think it's fine. And like my eyes are watering and I'm like, I think it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Do you want my sunglasses? I did this five times during the trip. I normally am sunglasses all the time, and I just I just kept forgetting them. I thought it would be more gloomy. I don't know. Well, And you also don't think you need it on a sunset cruise, but the sun, while it was setting, was setting into my eyeballs and just... We're going to point out all the, all the glasses issues on this trip. We will. As we go. 100%. Okay. So cruise was great, but it was one of those. So obviously, you know, this area is beautiful, but then you go around, it's like the bay, the harbor, the what type of, we had a lot of, we went, we crossed into New York at one point. Well, you go outside, We were, you go outside the harbor and then you go along the coast and the inlets and you go from Rhode Island in like, in the matter of like four minutes yeah. from Rhode Island to Connecticut. Yeah. Like the snap of a finger. And he's like, well, welcome to Connecticut. And we're like, oh, wow, that's crazy. And so we're like going around. He's taking us in and out and all these little villages and little ports. And then we come out and he's like, and now we're in New York. And it was like in the span of maybe 30 minutes. It was wild. We were Rhode Island, Connecticut, New York. And there was, what was the right along New York? There was a big, was it crab fishing or what? No, they were fishing like sea bass or something. There was some crazy boat out there. Um, it was doing like commercial fishing. Yeah. It looks like it deadliest was, uh, catch. I don't remember what he said. It was a white fish, but. Like a striped bass maybe. Yeah. I don't remember what it was, yeah. but there was a big boat up there. There was two like massive um, boats in the harbor. Oh my gosh. In Connecticut. And they were like shrimp boats, like crab. It was lobster, very Forrest like, Gump. Very Forrest Gump, which was really cool. And then you, you, we see this golf club where they say, oh, it's this private golf club. And we're just trying to think, do we know someone that knows someone that knows someone that we can call in this golf club? But he's going along this tour and he's pointing out the houses and you're realizing the wealth and the history in these families that have lived in this area. Because it's obviously not, I don't really, it's not really a year round place. I feel like he made it pretty no. clear. That it's Fisher's like Island. A, Fisher's it's, Island is the place in New But York. even the areas like along the way, like you oh, live yeah, there yeah. in the winter. These are people's summer homes or vacation homes. And he's, he would say, oh, well, there's Schweppes, the founder of the soda company. They yeah. owned that house. And then, oh, you know, Simmons Mattress. Yep. Right there. Like they owned this house. Like it's just these like long standing company family names of all of these houses like old money old 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 money yeah just everywhere and you pass it along and you pass it along down like generation to generation and they were just beautiful some of them you had to take a little boat out they wouldn't even have (sighs) a road to the house it'd be on this little island and so just wild i just think about logistics like how do you get groceries how do you get food you just have to make one there ain't no postmates no there's no postmates and you just honestly have to i guess plan for the week i'm imagining a lot of these people have private chefs and they handle all of these sorts of things but it was wild it was really beautiful though and relaxing and just perfect and it was kind of funny the theme of being in watch hill which i didn't really know this before we booked it, but obviously you look up restaurants and you book up things. Taylor Swift has a house there. And 
it when you say this to people, a lot of people already know this. They're like, oh yeah, she has her house in Rhode Island. She does her annual Fourth of July party there. Didn't know that, but <laughs> everyone, it was crazy. So where the main hotel is, it's you can see her property. It's up on this hill, and it looks like another hotel, like a resort. It's massive fenced in it's on the point apparently it's, it has a sign out front that says i knew you were trouble when you walked in no trespassing but we didn't walk by to see it we weren't that creepy yeah. but uh it would be people would be looking over at breakfast and then they'd say oh is that taylor's house like everywhere you were at like a store like oh i saw someone at taylor's house today it was kind of the buzz of the town yeah but good for her it's a beautiful house there's lots of fences i know she deals with a lot of trespassers which is crazy it was actually in the newspaper one morning oh yeah the day we got back to boston um or maybe maybe the week after we got back from boston it was taylor deals with trespasser like someone breached her perimeter at her rhode island house yeah Yeah. it's crazy which is wild but if it's good enough for taylor it's good enough for everyone i wonder if she goes there's like a little ice cream place little oyster bar i wonder if she just bops around they said she walks over to the resort and oh uses really the spa and oh nice the restaurants and the amenities and stuff so they kind of made it seem like she only goes there well that's once, what once a year yeah that's what someone said i mean allegedly i'm sure know. a lot of people hear a lot of things or right. say a lot of things but they said she's like not real i mean she's obviously on tour now but they say she doesn't really she's not there that much so i'm sure whoever is her caretaker of her home lives a very nice relaxing life in watch hill Some, someone there said one week a year she spends in this house which is bananas <laughs> it's like a 17 million dollar house like yeah i'll take that for one week a year i mean the girl's got some when you hot you hot she has hundred dollar <laughs> bills in her pocket that right. she's rattling around uh and then okay you saw another side of me on the beach oh you're like <laughs> oh you skipped a whole day oh we got to talk about golf yeah What? Are, what's there to say i crushed it well yeah you did but it was episode two of Sunglass Gate. <laughs> That's why I tried to skip it. <laughs> so we go into the golf shop because Court didn't really have like golf. I don't get invited to golf. I love golf. Here. I'm very good. If you have a foursome and you only have three, I'll be your foursome. <laughs> your fourth? I'll make a foursome for you as your fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we go in the pro shop and she's going to buy like a skirt and a shirt and, and a visor. It or was cute. So she's in there and she's shopping around and um, she's trying on different visors and stuff. And then we get her stuff. She changes. We go on the course. And. No, I had different sunglasses. I had golfing sunglasses. My other ones were my big morning, my big black morning sunglasses. Well, the first mistake was she brought three pairs of sunglasses. I did bring three golf pairs. Course. I didn't know which ones she were going to slide. I was wearing a pair them. when we drove, and then she had two extra pairs. And then, long story short, we finished playing golf. It was absolutely awesome. Uh, the course was fantastic. What was that called? Oh, man. I'm like... Why am I blinking on it? Oh, my screen just turned off. You're um, still with us, though. Um, yeah. What was it called? I'll, I'll tell you in a second. I yeah. have it. Um, but anyways, uh, played great. Court hit the ball really well, actually. I'm um, really done. And we had a good time. I did pee on the side of the course again. For <laughs> those of you that listened to our 14th hole episode, right. we did take a sprink. Yeah. But there was no one out there. It was wide open. I mean, I wasn't like doing a golden shower in public, but so whatever we finished the round, we drive back. It was like a 30 minute drive. We get to, <laughs> sorry, I had to hiccup. We get to, uh, once an episode. at least. Yeah. We're going to go, uh, this is beach day, right? And so we're going to go, mm-hmm. uh, grab some food real quick and then go to the beach. And we get back to the hotel and she's like, Oh my God, where's my glasses? Can't find my glasses. One one pair. The one pair. And I'm like, well, where'd you have them last? She's like, I was wearing them. I wore them. And she's like, oh, crap. I took them off when I was trying on visors. And I think I'd left them in the I pro thought shop. I left them initially at the Cooked Goose, which we called and they didn't find them, which is a breakfast spot there. And it was wonderful. Shout out to them. Oh, the Cooked Goose was awesome. Yeah. Way it was go, really guys. tasty. But I'm like, okay, let me call the pro shop. So I get on the phone. I call them. I'm like, hey, I think my wife left her glasses in there. She's like, do you remember the guy's like, do you remember where I'm like, I 
think over by the hats or the visors and he walks over and he's like, yep, they're sitting right here on the shelf. Which is wild. An entire day went by and no one wanted those Celines. Right. And he's like, <laughs> okay, I got them here. What are you going to do? Do you want to come grab them? And I'm like, shit, like this golf course is like 40 minutes away. Like, yeah, I'm like, um, and we we're flying, we we're leaving, we we're the leaving next day, the next morning. Flying. I'm like, you know yeah. what? Can you just mail them to me and I'll pay for the, <laughs> the charges. So I gave the guy my credit card whatever he puts them in a box and emails them to us so we're like okay that sunglass issue is solved we're gonna go down to the beach we're gonna have lunch no harm no foul no harm no foul we're gonna have lunch um on the sand and then we eat everything's great we go out to the water there's like a little uh beach shop yeah, where like you can rent boogie boards hut. or kayaks or paddle boards and court really wants my to, weapon of choice. Court really wants to boogie board, so naturally she's trying to get me to do it. I'm like, I'm definitely not doing it. Like the last thing I need is to like blow out a shoulder, like boogie boarding in Rhode Island, whatever. So, That's but true. I was like, you get the board. Imagine the headlines, honestly. Right, you get the board. You go <laughs> out. You have fun. I'll sit, you know, down by the water, and I'll I'll watch you. So I'm with a bunch of eight year olds, right? Nine year olds, ten year olds. This is true. It's all children <laughs> in the water. Whatever. And Court's out there having the time of her life. Oh, well, she she has her second pair of sunglasses on. I do. And she's like, my you, think, you think I'll be fine with my glasses on? I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, they're just, I mean, they weren't, they're little like one foot, two foot waves. Like, whatever. Like, Honey, these were three, four. <laughs> okay. The one that got me. I guess they were massive. But anyway, <laughs> she paddles out and gets through it. And she's like having a fun and having a blast. And then sure enough, here comes the first little wave and she jumps on. Little, honey. Okay. First m mediocre wave and she jumps on. So that's the guy that thought he would blow out a shoulder on a one footer. I mean, <laughs> step back. You have a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> like this monstrous wave was just going to ruin your season. Like, let's okay. be honest. These were big. They were, they were big. They were good size waves. They were good enough to hitch a ride and <laughs> ride all the way to the sand. And, you know, Court jumps on and she's cruising and then boom, goes down. And she pops right up with the hugest smile on her face and she's laughing and her hair's all in her face and she's wiping it out. She's like, oh my God, this is so fun. I'm like, your glasses are gone. And she's like, what? I'm like, your glasses are gone. Call the bro shop. In the ocean. I'm like. I said I was going to find it. Those are gone. She's like, I'll look for them. Meanwhile, like the, the water. waves are huge. Well, there's waves in the water there. There's like brown. Murky. Murky it's like water. murky and there's like brown seaweed everywhere Clumps. everywhere and her glasses were like brown turtle shell and i'm like there's no chance you find these glasses like they went to they might wash up somewhere and someone's gonna grab them and have new glasses but like it's not gonna be us they might have went to connecticut or new york because we yeah. were very close in proximity to both states so we actually don't know where they're at um they didn't have an air tag but gone. but you but. shook it off and you went back out and I mean, I you probably blast. you probably caught like twenty waves. Like, I had so much fun. Yeah, there was a point where I popped up and my teat was out, and I had to quickly, swiftly, Taylor swiftly, swiftly, just because it's like you. I mean, it, I was getting worked out there. I felt like I was living my blue crush life. <laughs> I was gonna say Kate Bosworth. No, truly, <laughs> I my the best movie of all time, yeah. and my inspiration. I, growing up in Chesterton, Indiana, we lived right on Lake Michigan and there were very similar waves. And so in the summer, my friends and I would go stake out an early parking spot and an early spot on the sand and we would just boogie board. I hated, what is the skim, I hate skimboarding. I think yeah. it's so pointless. There's no <laughs> thrill. There's nothing. There's like a real hate there too. Yeah. Did I, I was mad about it. People were doing it there. I just think it's stupid. I think it's pointless. If you love it and you're great at it, good for you. I don't get it. There's no variation in it. Not a thrill. We would play volleyball. We would skip rocks. We would just live our best life. And that was summer growing up in Indiana. And it was the best. And I felt like this brought me right back there. The waves were lovely. And I just had a blast. I had so much fun. And I wish you could have done it. But obviously, yeah. it wasn't meant to be. But... By the way, the golf course was called Lake of Isles. Lake of Isles. Was, I was thinking yeah, I something. And it was right next to the Foxwood Resort. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was really nice. Uh, 
it was a lot of there were like actual lily pads and and things and a lot of water yeah. a lot of um hazards yeah we saw a deer wow. on the way in but we didn't see any out on the course i'm still looking for a moose but i know we still haven't seen a moose yeah, but Anyways. the boogie boarding sunglasses, they're gone. But my other sunglasses were mailed back to us and they're here and they <laughs> live to see another day. So she came on the trip with three and she was down to one. That is true. That is but, true. So the water, like going back to the water and the boogie boarding and the uh, seaweed or kiln or whatever you call it. Kiln. What do you call it? Is that a fire? A kiln. Um, kelp? Kelp. There we go. <laughs> kelp. Kiln. You know what I was saying. Isn't a kiln like a yeah, stove? Yeah, where you like burn stuff. Kindling is, okay, we're Anyways. back. Yeah. Anyways, there was so much of it. <laughs> when Court got out of the water, her bathing suit was just like, it was almost like she was wearing a cape, a kelp bathing suit because there was so much kelp all in it. To this day, I still don't think she's gotten all the kelp spent, out of her I've spent hours. Suit. I've given hours to the swimsuit to the point of like I was charging like hourly for labor. At this point, it's just throw the thing away because it has consumed me. I think I've got it back, but it was as if I was wearing a Velcro swimsuit <laughs> and I rolled over like a, like a cotton balls. Like I don't even know how to describe it. Those things were, and it's like when you get burrs on stuff. I don't know if you've ever like been yeah. hiking and you like brush. This little like. Yes. Yeah, the brown ones. But at least those you can pick off. These like wove their way into the fabric of my swimsuit. Front, back, top, bottom. I was covered. My swimsuit was now seaweed. Yeah. Kiln themed. Kiln. Uh, picking the, the burrs off was almost therapeutic. Yeah. As a kid, it was like. Was you just like had to make sure you got them all. That was the best. But I mean, everything, this check the box of everything. I feel like there was like a little market you could walk to. The food was really good. Uh, honestly, definitely recommend at least for a day trip to go, right? It's one of those 100%. like you never really know it exists and then you go and you realize it's actually really cool. A hundred percent recommend. Um, it, it is like the tiniest little town. All the restaurants, I mean, except for maybe one, are at the hotel. There's tons of, like, little shops and stuff that you can walk around in. Rent and bikes. Like, you can rent bikes. Uh, the harbor's right there. We actually, we were walking around the harbor, and there was oh, yeah. a bunch of kids and a family, and they were, like, um, crab hunting. Yes. And they caught this crab what was it do you remember what it was that a big horseshoe one? crab they caught a horseshoe crab i think which that's what it was called basically it looks, looks like, like a stingray it almost looks like a stingray like if when it's upright it in the water thing. it looks like uh one of the like matte black like motorcycle helmets yes. that you see the guys wear and then they they caught it and they brought it on shore and they flip it upside down and then like you can see like there's like a big sting like a stinger coming out of it and i was like, like a oh barb my is God, that what's called a barb? barb maybe yeah we're really like not doing great with the four little i don't know but time. it was so cool and they were literally like just fishing and they for, said but, it can find its yeah. way back to the water and it did kind of like slowly surely like it went up on the rock and then it went but the water was very clear so you could look in and see all the little fish yeah and the minnows cool. and all that but just really cool and imagine growing up there and that's your summer spot i don't know yeah, and then also that last day, they have, there's this, it's not like a park, but it's a, just a little fairly area. big grass area yeah. right by the harbor, and they had just like a huge live music concert. Yeah, that's what makes it feel like a lifetime movie. Which was so cool. Like, people were going out early and like putting their folding chairs and their blankets down to like claim their spot. Yeah. And then they came back later for the show. It, it was, it was cool. It was yeah. It was one of the cooler uh, all-star break trips I think we've taken. Yeah. Just very relaxing and easygoing and fun. Super easy. Yeah. For sure. Uh, we came back, obviously, and then left, went back to Chicago. Next time we'll have to talk about your Indiana Beach experience because I finally brought you to my hometown amusement park. But since it's kind of relevant right now, I do want to talk about the trade deadline and that whole situation, I think after being in LA for nine years, it, I have to say, I don't know if you agree, I'm sure you agree. You never really thought 
about the trade deadline in terms of yourself, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I was ever discussing a trade in LA for nine years, but I don't, I'm assuming I wasn't. And so this year was obviously a little different. We were in a in a spot where we're, you know, a couple games out of the wild card, like trying to make a push. And and that's the thing, and I know you want to talk about this, and I don't want to steal any of your thunder. But Please with, don't. Okay, I won't. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but with the, uh, with the expanded playoffs and the format now, there's so many teams that are on the bubble that have to decide whether they're buyers or sellers. And it probably, I mean, this is true for us, I know, um, because I had this conversation. is like, hey, these next seven, eight games are going to make a big difference as to whether we're buyers or sellers. Like. Right. You know, and it's like, oh, okay. And I'm sure a lot of teams were in that boat. And honestly, like this trade deadline, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like compared to some of the past ones was a little underwhelming. And I think a lot of it is because there's so many teams that are close and not like right. in go for it mode, but like not in sell off mode either. Yeah, I think that's a good point because you know, in the past, you didn't have, you could, you had to be the best of the best. And now it's, you could be what third, even fourth in, in some of these divisions and right. you're still in the wild card spot. So, and it's really hard. It is, although it's pretty late in the season, there is still so many games left to be yeah. played. Yeah. Like there's close, what, 55 games left. That yep. is crazy. Like you even think of a team that's what, 10 games out and they could make a crazy run and go, you know, 10 and five and then gain all this crazy ground. So it is wild. And I think, I don't know. I think coming to a new team, there's not, not that they're, I mean, I guess like less loyalty, I guess to you in the sense that like, it's not like you've been here forever and it's like, Oh my gosh, you can't trade away this player at the core of, of everything with our team. So I think it was a possibility. I think even when you signed here, I was like, oh my gosh, like being on a new team now, like, does that mean like if things are going well or things are not going well, like you might be moved. And I think that was kind of in the back of our head, at least my head for this whole season. And then your name comes up and they say, oh, like he's not going to be traded, but then things have happened and, and crazy things have happened on the trade deadline. So there was never this thought of we're safe. And then even when the trade deadline strikes, then they say, oh, well, things could still be, you know, signed off by the commissioner in the coming minutes. So it was funny. Nesson, the network here in Boston, had this countdown in the corner. It was like right. countdown to the deadline. And then this big buzzer at the end. It was like, all right, everyone put your pencils down. <laughs> like yeah. test is over. And I don't know what it's like in the clubhouse that day, but I really think that these teams and a lot of, I mean, games are funky always in baseball, but I think there were a lot of funky games, a lot of funky performances, like some guys getting hot and some guys like kind of going cold. And I think that you can't overlook the effect that this has on guys and their mindsets and maybe families in the background kind of asking a lot of questions or wives saying like, are we going to have to move? Is this going to happen? And everything that comes with that. So I think that whole week has to just be so taxing, like, physically, emotionally draining for anyone that has a thought and also guys that just love their team and don't want to see their teammates be moved to another team. Yeah. I mean, and for fans to kind of understand how it works, like we're, we don't know anything that's going on really. I mean, we have some conversations. I had a conversation with our, with our GM with Haim and this was, you know, a week before the deadline. And he's like, well, like, you know, not sure what we're going to do. Like if we do something, we want players with control. Like, you know, we do have some one year guys that are valuable that we can probably get a good return for. So it was really like, you know, not sure if we're going to make a trade to add someone or if, if we're going to trade guys off and sell yeah. to, you know, stockpile the, the farm system. And so literally going in that last day, we still weren't sure like, okay, are we, adding or are we subtracting and the two names that were out there the most that might get traded were Paxson and, and Duvall yeah. talking about it. So like when it wasn't looking like we were like going to be adding somebody, there was a lot of just hope in the room. Like, man, I hope we 
keep these guys. Yeah. Like we don't want to lose these guys. And um, obviously, you know, we like our team and and we think we have a lot of good baseball in front of us and, and potential to make a run and, and get in the playoffs. But like, maybe not if we lose those guys right, right? They've so been huge. yeah they've been huge for us and and just leaders veterans right like, yeah and so like once the deadline was over there was actually a scary moment like ac came in the, tr- the training room <laughs> and was like pax and he called him into his office i'd crap my pants and there was literally like nine guys in there and we were like did anyone do the cup we were like shit <laughs> like that means he got traded like he's calling him in because he got traded yeah and apparently AC called him in and said, hey, I just want to let you know you're you're going to pitch on Friday. That's so messed up. For the Red Sox. But he did us. it. Did he do it as a joke? I don't think he did it as a joke. <laughs> just I to think, like reassure him. Yeah, I think he just was reassuring there him. There was definitely a hard happened, swallow so. after that sentence though, right? Yeah, but I mean, it was almost, you know, at the deadline. And I think AC was probably more outspoken about this than anyone was a sense of excitement that they didn't trade any of our guys. We were right. like, yes. Like, Oh, I went white. We held white. on to these guys. I went right to the wives chat. I was like, yes. I'm so happy all are staying. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I've said this a couple of times before and, and I know like fans want blockbusters and all these trades and all these movements and whatever. And you think you, you think it's going to spark something in your, in your team, but it's not always the case. Right. <laughs> like, in my nine years in LA, we made big splashes at the trade deadline. We went out and got big names. And the only year we won the World Series was the only year that there wasn't a trade deadline and we didn't yeah. make any moves. So it doesn't necessarily mean that it guarantees you winning the World Series. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that, you know, our, the front office doesn't care about this season or doesn't want to win. Like, they showed us that they care about the season by not trading guys. Right, because they could have. Not easily. necessarily quitting on us by not going out and getting guys, right? right. So um, that has to also feel kind of cool. Like, oh, they believe in us and trust us and right. want to move forward with this squad, which has been really fun to watch. And we've said it all year. And you think it is a really special group. And you can see it. Right. Definitely. It is, it is a special group. And, I mean, again – going out and getting the high profile guys and putting together this. Yeah. You make this wish list and say, Oh, if I can get that all-star, that all-star and that all-star, you know, we're going to win the world series. Uh, no, there's no, uh, look at the four teams with the highest payroll in baseball on opening day. Yeah. Not a single one of them is in a playoff position. So just, just because the big sexy names out there doesn't mean it's going to fit. And they have to mash and, and all of that. Right. So, yeah. Right. So, and, and the other side of that, and I've said this as well, is, you know, when you make trades for those guys, like it usually ends up someone who's in the room that you've grown close with is packing up their stuff and leaving. So that's the other side of it. As exciting as you get for exciting is as excited as you can be for making a trade for someone to come in. That also means you're losing a piece that's you're been losing there a that piece whole that's year. been there, which happened, you know, I get it. Some fans might, not care but like we're all human beings like it it's tough well we lost our roommate our spring training roommate yeah so i know you probably want to talk at least a little about kike going to la which was wild because he was your your head recruiter to come to boston and you wanted to play (laughs) with him again i know you love playing with him and yeah yeah it was tough um and that was i that was actually like pretty early before the deadline. So, I mean, obviously everyone knows that, but um, we were actually sitting in the cage together that day. And same thing, like the Paxson thing, door opens, AC's like, Kike, come in my office. Did you think that even though it was so early, did you think that that was a possibility? Well, we knew that a roster move had to be made Mm. because Pablo Reyes was, in the be. clubhouse and there. So oh, we're like, yeah. okay, okay, something's happening. Yeah. And so he goes in and then he comes back and he goes, well, nothing lasts forever. I got traded to the Dodgers. And it was like, damn, like it just kind of like slaps you in the face. Like, right. whoa, like what just happened? But at the same time, you know, he gets an opportunity to go back to LA, 
go back to the Dodgers. He knows everyone over there. They love him there. They love him there. Um, and like, you can't help but be happy for him. Like, hey, look, right. like hopefully, you know, this little change for him going back to a place where he's had a ton of success, you know, gets him going again. And I was obviously torn, right? Like sad right. that he's leaving, but happy for him to go to and, and land in such a good place. Like he could have gone to some city that he really despised or didn't want to go to, right? Like right. he ended up in the area. So yeah. I think it worked out for him. Um, he's already contributing over there and having a good time and he's figured out their little dance that they're doing, which doesn't surprise me, but, um, <laughs> the vibes. <laughs> yeah, it just sucks. It just sucks. And, and watching him, you know, pack up his locker and hold it together. And, you know, we had a team meeting literally like 30 minutes after he was told he was traded and he stood up in front of the team and held the team meeting and talked about all the stuff that was happening and not, not the trade, like talked about what was happening in this meeting and why yeah. we were doing it and told the whole story. And then, you know, we have kangaroo court and he was like, let's do kangaroo court. And he like held it all together, packed up all of his stuff, which by the way, this guy has more crap than, than you, than me. I thought I had a lot of crap. When you left LA, I think you had six pallets that they had to wrap. That was over nine years. <laughs> this guy was here for two and a half years <laughs> and he had 37 boxes just in the clubhouse. Oh and my gosh. Yeah. I don't know how he's getting the apartment, but um yeah pretty wild pretty wild yeah. um he packed up uh they actually they wanted him to get on like a six thirty flight or a seven o'clock flight you know, he was in the game the next day right yeah and it was a day game i think yeah and he's like dude i gotta get all my stuff together so um packed the stuff walked out and he actually texted me when he got out he's like dude it took everything i had to like hold it together while i was like walking out like that was yeah. tough so, but like I said, I'm happy for him. I'm excited for him. He gets to go back to a good place and, um, you know, he's already playing well. So yeah, good for him. It's the side that fans don't see and it's tough. And you just think, I mean, even the player kind of just gets on a flight and goes and right. then everything else kind of has to figure itself out. And obviously Mariana, his wife and his daughter. Well, well I don't even think they flew right away. No, I think they went the next day, but I mean, they have their place here. You have to pack it up. They have the dogs, they have everything. And you think about, you kind of get set up in a city. Like, obviously I said here, like we have our dog sitter. We have, I mean, if you have kids, that's a whole different story, especially if right. it's when they're in school and all that's going on. Um, just a lot of changes and little things that you don't think about, like getting your cars and getting your, like, and finding a place, obviously, and right. then getting that new place set up. It's just wild. And I think... It's exciting, obviously, if you go to a different team, but there are a lot of things behind the scenes that I think people don't really think about. And I'm, I mean, obviously we're happy in Boston and we love being here, but there's also a relief that we're not moving and we're staying here <laughs> and we've been pretty spoiled to never have to move at the trade deadline. Well, I'll give you guys all some fun facts about being traded. Oh, I love this. This is a new segment. Fun um, facts. Oh, cause you've been traded. Well, no, I, I've been, I was traded as a minor leaguer in the off season. I've never been traded during the season, but I know that Kike packed up all of his stuff and the Dodgers were responsible for paying for all the shipping Ooh. of all of his stuff to LA. So Kike is not paying for that. <laughs> that would have been a big bill. Um, I know that when he gets to LA, I think the team has to provide him a hotel room for seven days, seven home games. So, like, if they're only home for three games and then they go on a road trip, he gets those three nights. And then when they come back, he gets another four nights. Okay. So, nice. it definitely gets that. And then I want to say, and I'm not 100% positive on this, but he can turn over his keys to his apartment in Boston to the Red Sox. And the Red Sox can make it available and the team or someone else pays for his apartment. Like he's I've not, heard that too, that they he's can not be, paying for the rest. So he's not going to have to pay two rents if he or like a break place. a lease or something. Yeah. Right. Like if so someone, I'm not a hundred percent certain on that, but I'm like 99% certain. I've heard that. I think that's true for, I want to say for minor league guys as well. Right. Like if they get sent down, then they kind of, there can be this almost like sisterhood of the traveling pants apartment or like a guy right. might come up and then move into that. 
place. I'm pretty sure, but I'm not 100% sure either. It might just vary from situation to situation. And I also want to say his Mariana and P's flights were probably paid for by the team as well. I don't think they had to. Yeah. Immediate family. I don't think you can bring like 10 people, but at least, at least one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's wild. It's, there's so much to go into it. I mean, just thinking about moving here and like setting up utilities and figuring out like all the different things in a new place. And like, thankfully he's going back where he's familiar and knows the clubhouse guys and the traveling secretary and front office and all that. So there's that familiarity, but um, yeah, it's wild. If you go someplace that you don't know, I can't even imagine. And just for the two months, it's just crazy. And I honestly feel for the guys that are on that like up and down AAA or kind of like the DFA where they get sent out and they're just kind of like bouncing around to a bunch of different teams. It is the wild side of everything. It was also crazy that, I mean, he found out at like three o'clock and they were like, can you be on a 630 flight? Because we need you to play tomorrow. No, it's crazy. You don't really get, I think you technically can get three days, but uh, if you're, I don't know. No, you can. You have three days to report. I do know that. After a trade, I know. If, I know when you get option to the minor leagues, you get three days to report back. You're supposed to get three days, but I think it's just not a good look if you're not getting there quickly because they the just acquired for you. And yes. you're like, you know what? I'll see you on, on next Tuesday. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like see. Oh, see you next Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say that to your new that team. That just flowed out of my mouth. <laughs> but I think if you maybe got traded to a team where they were not contending, they would say, take your time. We don't want to pay for I a hotel so. for an extra few days. But I think, no, I mean like the three days. You could take it. But I think if you're going to a team that's contending and you're a piece that they need, better get your ass there. Yeah, I don't think anyone's not like gone. Like Josh Bell got traded and he was in the lineup yesterday to Miami. Yeah, right? but the guys like, that go in yeah. return to the other teams that are maybe selling. I mean, a lot of times do a mutually beneficial trade. But I think there's some where it's like you get guys in return maybe and you're going know. to like a lesser situation. I'll have to look that up. I wonder if anyone's ever taken like more than a day to get to their team that they got traded to. Whether oh, it's you one know way or there another. is someone that's I don't know. Pulled. Well, maybe if someone's pissed off they got traded. I don't no, know. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. And you hear of guys that get sent down or whatever that take their full three days. Yeah. And they are not happy. Yeah. You definitely are part of that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm thinking of a name and I'm not going to share it. Do you have one? Yeah. JG. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was my name. <laughs> that was my name. Oh, my gosh. All wow. right. Well, thank you all Everyone's going to be Googling JG now. <laughs> I mean, it's not that secretive but i want to give you guys a reminder our third annual turner trot 5k run walk is coming up on august 26th it's here in boston it's during the series against the dodgers so if you're coming out for that make sure you sign up and join us we'll be out there we're working on a lot of fun stuff for the finisher festival too and the comfy shirts are back so if you did it the very first year uh in 2021 when it was just virtual we're doing that same shirt which was everyone said it was their favorite so i know that's probably a game changer but if you're not going to be there you can also do it virtually which doesn't mean you do it on a video game you just walk (laughs) or run on your own there's actually an app that we have where it can track you and you can submit your time and then you get all your goodies in the mail so you can still contribute and support the foundation and the beneficiaries from afar even if you won't be with us here in boston and we have a promo code and a lot of you are using it, which is great. It's podcast. So I think it has to be all capital letters, maybe not, but all caps. put podcast in there and you get a good a little discount for listening and supporting. Yeah. Make sure you come join us. I'll be out there for the start and the finish and not the uh, middle, <laughs> not the middle. I'm not running it. We have a game that day. No, but, you need uh, to be at the finish line, high-fiving and I'll be at the finish line being there um, with the puppy again. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, oh, we will have puppies there. So yeah, there'll be puppies uh, that need to be looking to rescue. rescue. If you're looking to rescue, come run or walk three miles and then go home with a pup. Pick out a pup. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have a lot of fun stuff that we'll share in the coming weeks. It's almost three weeks away, which is crazy. Crazy. Coming up fast and really glad that you didn't get traded because that would have been another thing that would have been really weird if I just had to Oof. come back and awkwardly do the Turner trot. Yeah. As an exiled member of the Boston Society. <laughs> like, can we have help? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Now we can fully promote it. Everyone sign up. But yeah. turnertrot.com to register. And also a reminder to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. 
rate and review. And we're now on YouTube, so you can watch the episodes and see us on here, which is a nice little treat. Yeah. Look how cute he is. I know. I didn't even <laughs> wear makeup today. <laughs> I did. Well, <laughs> that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll talk to you all next week. See ya. Bye. Boom. Bum 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 b